0: with candle art to spark trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft
1: of elder scrolls simon's quest to toe and earl rocket shoes to every clue
0: easter eggs and gaming news the potus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitched control issues English, control issues.
1: Yes, yes, y'all.
0: Yes, y'all, yes, yes y'all. y'all. With
1: well, this is control issues. I am the AMC.
0: And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars. Head on over to twitch dot TV slash control issues pod to look at some gameplay videos that we put up for your viewing pleasure. And then roll on over to Twitter. Roll like a like a pound of cheese going down a hill in in the UK, while people <laughs> roll like rolls of cheese after it. <laughs> oh, that's
1: and the then, best! <laughs> they just run down the hill.
0: <laughs> the Do you <laughs> did you? You gotta watch. We are the champions on Netflix. That's the first <laughs> episode. <laughs> but yeah, go to um go to Twitter. At my control issues is the handle AMC. How
1: you <laughs> I am living well. We are back. This is two weeks in a row, doing doing it big in 2022.
0: Starting so, off with a streak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's been a great week. Um, mainly just you know dealing with family stuff. I uh, didn't get to game as much this week, as much as I would like this week. But I have a birthday coming up, and pretty much my birthday. was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I was like, "Just a couple of hours, <laughs> a couple of hours to myself, not to be bothered." So I can just game. So she's gonna take um, Theo and uh, Naomi to uh, the in-laws, and I'm going to get some time to do to do me. So I that just is need two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a few hours. Yeah. So that is absolutely exciting. Um, other than that, yeah, reading some books. Um, or at least I started a new book. Reading, reading, Finally, getting to the autobiography of Malcolm X. So that's that's oh. awesome. And um, yeah. Trying to just watching my shows started Lost in Space.
0: Oh, I've been meaning to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, we're in the final season, so it'll be good to put that down. And you it's know,
0: three seasons, right?
1: Uh, three or yeah, I believe three seasons, and um, the the third season is the final season. So you know, it's not too much of a uh, not too much of a binge if that's what you're worried about. How about yourself, A hey, Dub? How has your week been?
0: Oh man, just. Working, (laughs) just working, studying, you know, Diablo got a hold on me. We'll talk about that a little, a little later, kind of trying to take me away from my studies. But I've managed to, as soon as work is over, put on my my comfortable clothes, lay on the couch and just pump hours into making it through all these various modules and lessons to, to get ready for these tests. So I'm moving along steadily with that at the clip that I had hoped to achieve. Six months ago. (laughs) Yeah, I'm at the point where I should have been like preparing for the third test. And I'm still preparing for the first one. So imagine that. However, what you do is you don't quit and you stick with it and you keep working on it until you get it right. So almost halfway, I figure by the end of February, I should be ready to take my first test. And then the clock starts once I pass it, because I will pass it, because that's all I'm preparing to do. Yeah, (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, outside of that a dub i know you've been focusing on your studies as you mentioned but when it's time to game how's that been going
0: like i said i've been studying my ass off but <laughs> diablo 3 finds a way ever since i went to my friend's place out in canyon country we and we played a uh, diablo 3 on the switch it just the itch got back under my skin i just couldn't stop thinking about it like what can i do it Crusader in this season. <laughs> <laughs> and over the course of a few days, I took a crusader from like level 30 to about Paragon 196. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on, on Torment 9 and just wrecking shop. I'm now that the, the drop rate is up a bit, I'm starting to get the pieces that I need to to round it out into just the damage dealing monster that I needed to be. <laughs> so just trying to get everything together, trying to make everything work. And that's awesome. Uh, I'm starting to pull out PS4 games just to see how they look on my new TV. So I, I definitely checked out a bunch of games when I got the PS5. But then it, so it felt like I had already seen them, but I was like, wait a second, but now I have a new TV. So I need to pull this shit out (laughs) again. Dude, I pulled out No Man's Sky. Like it's, it feels like it's smoother and even more responsive for some reason. I mean, maybe it's it's the TV being at a higher refresh rate, or maybe it's I don't know. Maybe I missed some patches, but it's the game is tight and it's just kicking ass. It looks gorgeous. It's unbelievable. I'm of course I'm in that new galaxy, so I'm seeing planets and things that I've never seen before. I saw one. It was called a web planet, and I went down to the surface, and there's just these giant like. Powering machines like digging into the ground with their tentacles all over the place as if they were wildlife, but they're they're not. They're just inanimate objects. So that was weird and I left. <laughs> 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 then I um let me see, I popped in Hades nice. and you know, it's was just like all right, let's get a quick run, we'll probably die. And the the whole time like my rhythm is off. I'm not hitting the right buttons like I'm still having I'm still having control not control but a returnal buttons ingrained in my mind so I'm hitting the wrong dash button hitting the wrong cast button (laughs) like things just aren't going well but somehow some way with all the mistakes I was making the rhythm I was out of I was still able to make it all the way to the end with a death defiant spin and defeated Hades (laughs) 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 one run heat nine uh the the highest i got was heat eight i pumped it up to heat nine and beat it (laughs) yeah just not even trying I, i mean maybe because the tv's bigger i can actually see the movements of all the characters It's like oh they're about to attack that's a tell oh they're prepping for this oh they're going to do this it's like yeah i was getting hit more but i had it set up to where I was pretty much, like, protected from damage most of the time, except mm-hmm. for, like, little fractions of a second where I wasn't moving. So I wasn't taking much damage, even though I was getting hit quite a bit. And I I, it, I just saw it on a different level, and it was unbelievably awesome. Uh, played a little Forza Horizon 5, of course, just chipping away at the season, trying to get this car. I think I will also be unlocking one of the monthly cars once I unlock this current season car so excited about that got a bunch of new stuff pulled out the bugatti just for fuck's sake and let me see what else was i playing put on borderlands 3 and not not much of a benefit there <laughs> but still still looks very much the same just bigger but you know it was already a rock solid gaming experience and in its own right so you know bigger and better like marginally better looking maybe a little more responsive but still a fun game nonetheless and i think that's about it i think i i fired up bloodborne for like a little bit it didn't look much better to me but it being big really helped and yeah i think that's i I went through just a whole slate of things that I wanted to check out and test but then I got pulled back to Diablo and went to work (laughs) just (laughs) just running rifts doing bounties murdering elites (laughs) pulling out extracting legendary powers mixing my equipment up just min maxing to hell trying to get every little ounce of power I can it's a phenomenal experience I recommend everyone get into it especially since we got at least a couple years ahead. We got a year or two ahead of us before we see that Diablo four. I need it now, but I can wait. Well hey, AFC, what have you been playing?
1: I've uh, been just been putting heavy work into disco Elysium when I can. Uh, it's interesting. That's um. It's unlike anything I've, I've played before, as mentioned last week, but like what I'm noticing is that like, you know, I'll get a couple of minutes and usually in a game, a couple of minutes means like I do a stage here in Hades, like a couple of stages, uh, maybe push past this, like this region or like, you know, I'm just going to go and level up my character. Whereas in this game, it's the cycle is I'm going to go and have a conversation with this person <laughs> and like, and like, obviously you're, you're working the investigation, you're always working the investigation. But a lot of it is just getting to know the people of that world. And so because of that, the game is heavily reliant on its writing. And the writing is absolutely incredible. It's it's very interesting. It's very, uh, I guess, psychological or philosophical is another way to put it. Because you're always discussing people's politics. And as you're providing answers, the game will then come to you and ask you about like, and basically confronts you about your replies to certain questions and say like, Hey, you, like you might be this type of like, you know, political flaw. You might be a communist or you might be a moralist and things on those lines. And um, through that, it's really interesting because it then works into the gameplay because if say you agree with uh, the thought process that uh, confronts you to say like, Hey, you know what? I am kind of a moralist, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you accept that, then in the game you have, thoughts and what will happen is uh it'll pop up as a thought as an option you'll get a description on that thought and then you can apply it to a slot which then occupies kind of like your brain spaces uh of what you're like thinking about as like you're going through like conversations and the way it works is um it's an inner thought so um you if you select as an option uh it'll then provide a certain amount of time before you really process that thought and um the way you push forward through time is uh, through discussion in the game. And then so as you push forward and you go through the, the, the time allotted for you to really go through that thought process, you'll then come up with a solution to that thought and then you'll get a bonus, a permanent bonus based off of um, basically what you thought about. So it's... Um, it really works in all your dialogue really contributes to how you build your character and then to the bonuses that your character will have on top of it. So it like, it just makes the conversation that much more interesting. And as you go over thoughts, uh, once you complete it and you've uh, come up with a solution, you can then even go back to maybe a person who put that thought in your head and then come back with an answer. And then that might open up a a part of the game to you, like a part of the level that that person may have been blocking as like a gatekeeper in certain sort of ways. and so, because of that, yeah, it's just I'm like I look so forward to having conversations in this game. Another part of it that uh works really well is um, when you have those inner thoughts, you have your your stats that you put uh skill points into, and that has to do with like say logic, um pain threshold, composure, things along those lines and um as you as a car- an nPC says something, you'll have a thought based on say the point that you put into say logic logic will step in and say hey that person said this but logically that doesn't you know stack up and it'll say it'll then give you a response that you wouldn't have had before because that um because your logic stepped in and it will guide you and that's something that's a little different from any other game that i played usually you just have your dialogue options but i do like that your inner voice will kind of guide you through a conversation to get the most out of it so that is always like a thing that i worry about in in video games is That, you know, I want to answer a certain way, but I'll worry that I'll be penalized answering a certain way um, will then, you know, anger that character and then close off my options for what I can get out of that character. And so it kind of, in a way, a game will guide you towards certain responses in order to, you know learn more about like what's going on with that character or what information that character has to hide. But with this, because you have your stats, the game is already guiding you to get the most out of the conversation as possible. And so because of that, that, um, that I guess that worry or that trepidation is no longer there. And so it just makes the art of conversation that much more interesting within the game. And, um, yeah and everything else within that world is awesome it's pretty it's very raw which is great and you know there's all these other things that go on that are part of being a detective like it's it's a great like noir style of game that's unlike anything i've, I've played before absolutely awesome that's all i got for disco elysium a dub let's get into these topics of the week
0: Top- topics of the week you like to lead off.
1: Okay, yeah, I can I can lead off. A dub, you know, we'll start here with the Steam Deck. A dub, we have a release date finally for the Steam Deck. What? You know, it was teased last year. Steam, the Steam Deck is coming. And it was basically everybody was just waiting for their opportunity to get one. And now Valve has spoken. Valve has announced that the Steam Deck will be going on sale starting February 25th. So the way this works is, customers will have three days, seventy-two hours from receipt of their order email to make their purchase. So the way it works is you put in a reservation for uh, to purchase the a Steam Deck, then you get an email saying you're basically you now have an option to buy this, and you have three days to respond to this email if you want your Steam Deck. If you don't respond, then you lose your place in the queue, and then uh, so if you decide to purchase it, um, then the Steam Decks, they said Steam Decks will start going shipping out and should be arriving to people's houses by the 28th of February, so about like three days. They also announced that um, the press will be receiving their Steam Decks um, shortly and that what? the embargo will be lifted on February 25th. So the day getting that people, Yeah, so the day that people start putting in their orders is when the embargo will go out.
0: Getting special treatment, getting yeah. paid
1: um so i guess my question to you a dub is uh how big of an impact because you know people have their their things that they anticipate as far as video games but you know this is somewhat a console that is coming out within this year so how big of an of an impact do you think the steam deck will have outside of the uh pc space you know with the uh the console gamers the people who have been you know true to playstation xbox and nintendo
0: I think it will potentially have a big impact, especially for people who haven't gotten Nintendo Switches for whatever reason, because this is something that fills that same form factor and function while offering you the broad, not only the broad range of AAA, you know, straight up games, not that Nintendo games aren't straight up games, but offers you that full suite of AAA games as well as the wide bevy of independent games, you know, just old games. It's, it, it's going to be...
1: Everything on the Steam
0: store. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for console gamers, this is a low-cost means to get into the PC gaming space at a at a reasonable level and to also obtain the form and function of a Nintendo Switch just without any Nintendo games whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and this also may be... This, this may revolutionize handheld gaming for the masses whereas the nintendo switch revolutionized handheld gaming for you know the japanese market because everybody's switching over to handhelds there as well as you know for nintendo players this one i definitely see something on the horizon where it this this could reinvigorate the handheld market and steam could situate themselves at the top of it how do you feel
1: yeah i mean it's interesting um i i think that it could have a major impact it's it'll be interesting to see how because you know there are as we discussed all of last year and carrying over to this year there has been uh you know the shortages of big consoles as far as like playstation playstation 5 and the xbox series x um And even the switch has had like their shortages, but the switch has been out a lot longer. So most of the, if anything, people were doubling up, trying to get the, uh, that OLED switch and things along those lines, but a lot of people have switches at this point. And so now with the steam deck coming real soon, it'll be interesting if people who were waiting to get their hands on a PS5 or Xbox series X, if they can now get their hands on a steam deck, if that's just the route that they'll go now, uh, instead of waiting for, you know. P- the ps5 to become more readily available so that's like that's where i think a bigger opportunity will be especially in the console space and as we know um playstation has been releasing more and more of their of their uh, exclusives on pc which means that people who have a steam deck will be able to play you know death stranding and things that have been ported over i believe the director's cut will be coming soon. yeah horizon yeah. the things along those lines. So
0: MLB21. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there's even uh I bl- they even said that the Steam Deck will have access to Game Pass as well. So, so there's
0: your Xbox. Yeah, so your there's X- your there's your, acti- there's your Activision games. There's your yeah. the games.
1: There's your Call of Duty. Um and so yeah, it's uh it'll be interesting to see if this would now just be something that people will adopt just due to the scarcity of the uh the consoles. And so yeah, that that's another level of impact i think that it could have so you already know like they've already discussed some of the features that um the steam deck will have like uh, the thing that we love about the nintendo switch is you can play it on the handheld dock it and then immediately you're on your tv playing a a nintendo console uh with the steam deck your your saves your, your your play sessions can carry right over to the pc so you can be playing on your steam deck as you're traveling on the bus get home Shut it down and then pick up right where you left off on your PC. Um, and so some of that functionality, I think, is will be enticing for people. And um, I don't know, like we've even discussed uh, in previous episodes, how game, how Capcom said that they're going to start prioritizing the PC uh, market over the console and so with that I mean there's just there's a lot of room here if people are willing to you know give it a shot that would just open up the possibilities of what games people will have access to and how people will view you know gaming moving forward
0: that's uh, also going to be the platform that launches with the largest library on day one <laughs> in gaming <laughs> history yeah. that cannot be Uh, Understated or overlooked That's a significant deal Like you're paying one flat price And you're just going to have Games on games on games On games Available to you not just on day One but then you just have This access to you're you're already In the cycle of all the games that are already Coming out all the games that we've been waiting for For months and years At a time like you're going to get it What what was the release date again Um, The
1: 25th is when people will start placing their orders and the 28th is when they'll be in people's
0: hands of february yes all right so you get a steam deck elder rings there <laughs> <laughs> already on the front page Just like mm. play me <laughs> <laughs> you you getting that i mean saints Row reboot's coming starfield's coming <laughs> dying light 2 already on there this <laughs> is geez man that that's gonna be a big deal. It's probably, and it's another alternative for people to get into current gen gaming that doesn't require them to, you know, jump through hoops and and solve murder mysteries in order to obtain an Xbox or a PS5. So, you know, that it, just another means by which people can get into the game. That is also a big deal. they yeah. yeah. they're, they're going to sell a lot of Steam decks just on the virtue of people not being able to get an Xbox or, or a PS5.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so you uh, got the next story, a up, the next topic of the week.
0: Top, topic of the week. Yes, this is actually a, a doubleheader because it's, it's two for the price of one. We got mm. games. We don't have games with gold. We got games going gold. Mm. And those two games happen to be Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West. So as you guys know... West West, y'all. As you know, <laughs> going gold—it's it, a very significant milestone in the game development process. This means that the games are done being developed. They are—the code is being pressed onto disc. They are being made. Manufactured, they're being put in cases, they're eventually going to leak to the streets because you know how folks are about them street dates, and you're gonna have to watch out for spoilers. I believe a lot of information is already leaked about uh Horizon Forbidden West. So if you wanna (laughs) avoid spoilers, you best to watch out. I believe some Elden Ring info may have leaked. I've seen some videos showing off new areas and, and dialogue, so watch your ass, even though you're probably not even gonna understand what's going on with Elden Ring anyway. Watch your ass because it's, <laughs> it's out there wash your ass <laughs> because it's out there so amc what are you doing to celebrate these milestones we got forbidden west hitting in like pretty much two solid weeks mm-hmm. uh we got, got elden 18. ring yeah we got elden ring one week after that we got seafood hidden in a week wait wait wait
1: i mean it's <laughs> it's that season tis the season it is 22 2022 is about to take off in a real way as we mentioned we got steam deck coming i mean this is just february we got steam deck coming we have sifu coming we got elden ring coming and we got horizon all in one month and that's only just that's only one month out of a stacked year um i think people are gonna just they're not gonna know what to do with themselves like as far as uh you know, as far as like games go, like it's just gonna be and that's the crazy thing. Like we always talk about how people are like, oh, there's no games out there. It's like you get a Steam Deck, you got thousands of games. <laughs> that's an option. <laughs> so it's uh it's absolutely insane. Um, I don't know what to do with myself, what I will do with myself, when I'll be able to get to all these games. Yeah, um, that was
0: my next question because <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure with this slate of greatness that mm-hmm. we're no longer awaiting. You, you, like you're gonna turn into one of those people that's celebrating the birthday month. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's too much goodness coming out over these next like it, between between the eighth and March fourth. Just hits, hits, hits.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I'm I'm pretty bad when it comes to buying games and you know just building up that backlog and and trying to get to them. And so I've gotten to a point where I now I literally I, I have a list of games that you know I own. I, 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 I created a note where I have all the games that I own that I want to play. So I have all that written down. Then I have games that I want to get. And so it's just a way to remind me as like something is coming out. It's like, how does it stack up to what you have and what you, what other games you already have written here so that I can stay focused because there's just too much out there. And, you know, sometimes I could just be caught slipping, and it's like, oh, what? This game is on sale. I want to play this. Fuck it, I'll buy it, and then I don't touch it for like uh, two years. So yeah, it's um, this year is going to be one of those years where I'm going to have to, you know, rely on that reminder so I don't just go ham and just start buying everything yes. and not touching anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's so it, it's going to take so much discipline and restraint because <laughs> I'm one of those people. Like, uh, I want it. It's out. I'm buying it, but can't do that. Got to be an adult. <laughs> 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 Got to get one. Got to get the one game for the time period, which is going to be Forbidden West for me. Got to play the hell out of it. Probably gonna, probably not gonna play anything else until I platinum that shit, get all the secrets, and then that's when Elden Ring comes in the picture, and then I'm set for what will probably be the majority of the year. I, um, I'm, I'm pumped. At some point. There's going to be some time for Sifu. I really want to support that on day one because, you know, if you want to see more games in the vein of what you want to experience in the future, you got to pony up the cash now for the games that are out. So I, I, I want to support it, but I got to be... Responsible. I can't just be shelling out cash all willy nilly. So it's it's very tempting, especially when you're getting the majority of the game of the year contenders in the first quarter of the year. I don't think that's ever happened before. But Yeah, man, it it's an exciting time. I hope everybody is ready. There's a lot of there there's polls and discussions. Like, what are you gonna do? You can't get can't get Horizon. You gotta get Elden Ring. You gotta <laughs> join the Elden Boys. Like, I'm. I'm I'm loving the Elden Ring hype. I I want to be day one there with the Elden Boys, but I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm seeing all the fan art. There's a very very compelling image that's floating around on the internet of uh, you know the the cover of. The cover art for Akira, where it's like a top-down view, and it's made a towards the motorcycle. To that
1: motorcycle. Yeah,
0: somebody yeah. has made an Elden Ring image of the Elden Ring character walking toward the goat horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the goat horse.
0: Yeah, I was just like, that alone has significantly spiked my hype for the game. Just like, motherfuckers mm-hmm. are ready for this shit, man. Everybody's gonna be. Every, it's it's that beautiful time with a from software game where it's new for everybody and everybody is ready to dissect every single detail and nuance that it has to offer so it's like you you're not going to have wikis you're not going to have guides it we're all going to be discovering together i want to take part in that if i can somehow platinum horizon in a week (laughs) Mm -hmm. it still stick to my studies i will totally be there but i doubt that's gonna happen who knows i might just i might take the week get through horizon see the credits and just jump on some Elden, coming back knowing that i can come back to horizon and still have some meat on the plate some meat on that bone scraping off that gristle and just yeah it's oh man it, I don't know what to do with myself, man. <laughs> it, it's so difficult. It, it sucks because these two games are sucking all the air out of the room when there's, there's more games to consider. Like, Sifu, Gran Turismo, uh, God of War Ragnarok is going to be coming at some point. Dying Light 2 is coming out. Like, I still need to go back and finish Dying Light 1 somehow. <sighs> I still got my backlog. I still need to finish the last little bits of chorus. I come. I came to a dead halt on that. I still owe it to my coworker who bought me a copy of Until Dawn to finally play that and get it over with. October. Bloodborne it has been calling me. Diablo's always calling me. Oh, Borderlands 3, <laughs> trying to get all these characters <laughs> up to true Vault Hunter mode. Yeah, so R- Returnal, I'm so close to the platinum. I can... I can smell the the, the metallic the, the metallic aura of that trophy. Just It's so near. <laughs> oh, yes. So well, you got our next topic of the week.
1: Top- topic, topic of, of the week. week. Well, it's a new topic, but it's on topic because on PlayStation blog, your boy Miyazaki had an interview and, you know, There are plenty of questions, but this one, because you know it's going to be discussed when Elden Ring comes out, I pulled some quotes when it came to, you know, the topic of difficulty in Elden Ring and from software's approach, um, you know, to make Elden Ring a little different and maybe a little more accessible. So. This is coming straight from the mouth of Miyazaki. We don't try to force difficulty or make things hard for the sake of it. We want players to use their cunning, study the game, memorize what's happening, and learn from their mistakes. We understand that Souls-like games are regularly associated with impossible levels of difficulty, with high (laughs) barriers... Yeah, with impossible levels of difficulty, with high barriers to entry. But we try to design the games to make the cycle of repeatedly trying to keep... Uh, Sorry. We make the games... Uh, to make the cycle of repeatedly trying to keep overcome these, Oh man, I must've cut out a word there. You're uh, excited. Yeah. To, to, to the cycle of repeatedly trying to overcome these challenges enjoyable in itself. So A-Dub, I guess the first question I have, and there's another quote that we're going to discuss after. So from your perspective, what does from software do that makes the cycle, you know, of overcoming those challenges engaging to you? It's
0: the challenge, man. It's it, like it's funny when they say something along the lines of the impossible quote unquote challenge when it's not impossible it's just that it doesn't tolerate your mistakes it doesn't tolerate your shortcomings it's not going to coddle you and give you you know all the chances necessary to recover from an error and overcome what's in front of you it's like you get it or you start over (laughs) so you 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 have to rise to the occasion. Get good. It's not it's not just a saying. It's a way of life, and I wish more people understood that instead of feeling that it's some kind of ridicule of their their lack of capability. Because it's not. It's a call to action. It's it's a motivator. It's something that you should hold deeply within your heart and use it to just pump greater volumes of blood to your muscle memory in order to observe these enemies, figure out their patterns, see their tails, and dominate. Because getting good is the difference between getting your ass handed to you and handing that ass back to the enemy without getting touched. It's very easy to learn this stuff. It's not difficult. It's people get dissuaded because... People don't like to fail. People don't like to be reminded that what they're doing isn't good enough and they're going to have to come up with something better. People like to believe that they're somehow special and, you know, you're good enough just the way you are. We want you guys to see the credits. FromSoft is doing everything they can to make the game a bit more successful and provide people with the options necessary to, you know, freely explore, go look around, summon some, some minions use magic. Do you know do your thing. Figure out your play style. Switch your weapon arts. Put them on different weapons. Find find something that works for you. At the same token, you still gotta execute. You still gotta take down the enemy that's in front of you. And that's that's the the gold of the game that you have to mine. It's that triumph. It's knowing that you at one point we powerless and now nothing has power or influence over you you can go anywhere you can see anything coming at you and you just know what to do how to get through it you outsmart the enemy you play them you use the environment to your benefit you use use the terrain to your benefit you like i i excel at these games because you and i were into warrior philosophy And if other people were into that or at least read it and applied the lessons and the wisdom within it, Sun Tzu, The Art of War, The Book of Five Rings, The Book of the Samurai, these things all contain elements that are useful not only in your everyday life, in business, in the heat of a battle, but also in virtually simulated battles within a video game. If you... Monitor your footwork, if you monitor the rhythm of a fight, if you monitor like an enemy's reach, if you monitor timing, if you monitor the rhythm of their combos, you can insert yourself in the gaps at the moments that are most opportune for you to strike. And you just have to understand it's a fight. The things in front of you want you dead and you have to disappoint them in every possible way succeeding at that is it's it's unfathomably gratifying like i don't need to get rewarded with you know a new perk or a A, new outfit, (laughs) yeah, a skin, (laughs) a a drop, (laughs) things like that. It's just knowing that, okay, this thing that was giving me a hard time is no longer a problem, and I'm rewarded with the ability to delve deeper into this beautifully crafted virtual world. Like, that's what it is for me. How about for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's what I think about when it, it's very similar, actually, like when we discuss like roguelikes and, you know, that idea of that, that cycle of overcoming challenge. And that's basically what roguelikes are, is you're, you go through the playthrough, and you die, and you take a second to assess, and then you go back in, and you overcome that challenge, and then you keep pushing forward through the roguelike until you eventually get that that great run. And then, as you said, you get to a point in Hades where you're just doing it every time now, without like just second nature. Well,
0: I'm even trying. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's just like muscle memory. Dude, um, I was
0: waiting to die. Like, when am I going to die so that I can turn <laughs> this game off and yeah. move on to something else? And I just didn't die. Everything was it's was like, oh, this part, okay. Dash, dash, jump, special, stay in my aura field, knock the knock the projectiles away, get him, take the armor down, push him against the wall, slash, slash, move. It's, it yeah. it just happens. And it that's that's why I'm so upset with why people we're leaning so heavily on the ability to save scum in a game like Returnal. It's like, number one, you're prolonging your experience with the game at your weakest, worst state, but you also aren't learning anything or practicing the skills necessary to overcome the the boss or the stage that you're save scumming to be like you're losing because you aren't good enough or you don't have good enough equipment you're only going to get that by dying restarting and building up a greater pool of assets at your disposal so to everybody out there when Elden Ring comes out do your best to not try to find means to undermine the design of the game you're supposed to die if you aren't Good enough. You're supposed to get better as you work your way back to where you perished, and you're supposed to eventually be able to overcome. You aren't going to get good if you stay bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so with that, um, he also Miyazaki ended up also or also went into uh, you know some of the the changes or some of the the differences with Elden Ring that they feel like will make the game more accessible. So this coming straight from Miyazaki, the player has more agency to dictate their approach against, for example, the field bosses in the overworld and how they utilize stealth in various situations. We've even reduced the number of hoops that you have to jump through to enjoy it in multiplayer. And we feel like the overall clear rate will go up this time because of these things. So really getting into you know the open world aspect of it, leading to the fact that because it's so open, you can stealth your way through certain situations, and then with multiplayer, being able to you know bring in a homie, and as they said, they lower the barrier to to bring in that homie to then help you know push your way through the game. And so I say to you, Ada, my question is: so with all those options laid out to make Elden Ring more accessible, how much will the perception of Elden Ring's difficulty impact its sales? Do you think that if people assume that this game is hard, that it'll impact how well it does, or do you think people are you know? As you mentioned, already excited for this open world from software game that they've already kind of, they've done enough right now.
0: Well, I mean, the whole reason that they're doing these kind of changes is because the perception of difficulty for these games has impacted their reach to the mass market. Granted, the audience has been growing exponentially. We went from 2 million sold with the original Demon Souls back in the early 2000s to 10 million sold with Dark Souls 3 of just hardcore fans, uh, they do wanna try to let more people reach it. That's why they're making it more accessible in this way. And we've seen the difference that their changes have made before the game has even come out because people taking these interviews, taking their phrasing of how they're describing these mechanics as, oh, this is gonna be easier. Oh, it's open world. So I I can just go somewhere else. I'm not gonna get bottlenecked. At a boss that I can't beat. I can just go check out the world. I could just look at the graphics. And, you know, they even, they, you know, they had the minion summoning. Like you said, they're lowering the amount of hoops you got to jump through to get PvP. They're making the game as flexible as possible for people to take their favorite weapons and make them more useful as an overall play style. And yeah, there are a lot of people, especially those who were daunted by souls who are looking at, Elden Ring as, all right, this is going to be the one. So, I mean, I've been all over the Internet in Elden Ring conversations like, all right, yes, they're doing these things. But like this article said, they're giving you more ways to engage the game. And as they say, it's designed to reduce player stress. However, it also says without reducing enemy difficulty. The main thing I've been telling people about Elder Ring is you have all these things that are going to allow you different kinds of options in how you engage the enemies, but you still have to beat the enemies. Uh, One thing that I want to come back to within Miyazaki's comments is the term field boss. So... Yeah, like a boss isn't going to be in a room and you gotta go in that room to be the boss. A boss a boss is just going to be running around. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're you're not gonna get bottlenecks, but you never know when a boss is just gonna jump over a fucking cliff or come through a thicket of trees mm-hmm. and start getting in that ass. Like there's there's been clips of this forest area that people were able to access within the network test that's outside of the play area and once you get in there there are these giant bears running (laughs) around in the forest and even beyond that uh, um some of the key art that's come out for the game has depicted a giant bear boss that's in the middle of the forest so yeah you're gonna run around but you're gonna run into some shit so it's not like okay, I'm just not going to go in that room. It's okay. If I want to explore this area, I'm either going to have to figure out how to beat that boss or sneak past it or do something. However, you (laughs) got to (laughs) execute. At some point, you're going to have to play the game. And that's what it always comes back to. In order to play the game, you're going to have to get good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if anything, what what they're saying is that like, they're giving you all these options. And so now it will be interesting to see how the, the gamer, especially the one who's worried about difficulty utilizes those options because like what, what it seems like what I've always like, the impression I've always gotten from the people who are upset with, from software games and how, you know, quote unquote punishing they are is that they want to play a game. And it's it's kind of the same thing with roguelike, which like what we were discussing with the safe scumming is they want to play a game a certain way. And the developer is basically telling you, well, We've laid out some options here that you can choose to engage the game with to make the game, you know, so that you can beat it. But if they're like, well, no, I want to be single player and I want to walk up. And the first time I confront a boss, I should be able to beat it. Then you're not going to enjoy the game. But as like, as we've been discussing, you have your options on how to attack it. What I liked, um... Uh, And another question that had nothing to do with difficulty. They asked Miyazaki, like what other games that he's been playing, if he has any time uh, as of late that he's enjoyed. And he said he doesn't have a ton of time to play video games. But um, the game that came to mind was It Takes Two. And now It Takes Two came out recently. So I doubt it uh, influenced really the development of Elden Ring. But one of the things that he really said he enjoyed about it takes two is the the co op nature of it and like working together to overcome these tasks. And so um, I think that there is something there that multiplayer is definitely a strong option for those people who, you know. If they're, if they're worried, if they're, you know, if they're scared <laughs> about going through this game and playing it alone, you know, having a homie there right along with you who might even be stronger is, is a way to, you know, hold your hand and play through the game without feeling like, you know, you got to put in a, a cheat code to get through the entire game. And so because of that, I, it might even contribute to, you know, some people's experiences. That in in a positive way, it'll be like something difficult happened, and then my homie jumped on, and we took down that boss together, and it was it was an incredible feat to to overcome that. As opposed to I played this thing, and I just kept like you know banging my head against it, and I never figured out how to get good, and then thus I I hate this game. So because of that, it can create you know even new opportunities for people to really enjoy this game because of the shared experience so I did like that and you know I'm really hoping that this game will get it to do um, and not just you know be completely just like shit on because you know somebody somebody who reviewed it played it and thought it was hard and then decided to just you know throw that piece of meat to the trolls yeah (laughs) because that's going to happen but it'll be interesting to see if uh, the narrative kind of changes especially the fact that They're very aware of their perception and they've done what they felt like was necessary without, you know, having to completely just like go against their philosophy and just put in a difficulty option in the game. So we'll we'll see how, how this game is
0: received. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because Miyazaki also went on to note that Elden Ring can be finished in 30 hours. However, there are. Dozens of hours of side content, Uh, specifically the game as a whole is quite massive and contains many dozen more hours worth of gameplay. Uh, If we were to even go back to the network test, we see that, yeah, there's a defined path. Eventually you want to get to the castle where you take on Godric the gold or whatever his name is. And but within that play area alone, there are just all these different little secrets and nuggets hidden on these off-beaten paths where you know there are some platforming challenges. There are caves. There are you know ruins, and I'm sure there's all kinds of other little hidden things. There are places that, that look like they're inaccessible. However, you know you know how the community does with these games. Somehow they find a way to get to these places, and you know they start working as a community. Like how can you do this? What what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and and that's how it comes together. So there intent with the, the game being able to be finished in 30 hours is that they want more people to complete their game. And, you know, we're going to have 10 million plus people with their hands on this. And yeah, with all the changes, uh, you know, the culmination of all the things that they've learned between the Souls franchise, Elden Ring, I mean, excuse me, Sekiro, and Bloodborne, we're going to get the most featured and just, oh man, it's, it's actually kind of nuts to think of all the elements and mechanics that are coming together in this single experience while being placed in this open world, which is something that they've never done before, and still retains their magic of world building and making things feel like it's just this desolate cursed world where everywhere you go everything you see is just this weird (laughs) unique situation that's like i don't understand what's happening i mean you're you're running around the world of Elden ring and suddenly there's jellyfish all over the place (laughs) that you're fighting or you know giant giants (laughs) pulling pulling carts and with loot on them that you can go interrupt and try to hijack you know there's people guarding loot and you can stealth your way through the situation try to figure out how to take out as many of them as possible and claim the loot for yourself and uh, it's it's going to be awesome i mean people are going to have stories in gameplay of situations and locations that aren't even along the golden path of that 30 hours it's the most interesting and Encouraging aspect of the game to me, just on paper, is seeing people go outside of the line and like figure out all those secrets, find the hidden items, find like you know some crazy weapon. Is like, oh, this one, this one scales pretty good. You can carry this all the way to New Game Plus. (laughs) 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 It's uh, it's it's going to be excellent. The hype is real. I'm kicking myself for prioritizing Horizon over this. However, I know that Elden Ring, it's going to be there. It's going to be great, and it shall be had. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's get into that next topic of the week. Topic topic of of the week. week. Is it on you? Is it on me? It's on you it's on me let's go back to horizon these are, telling you sucking all the oxygen out of the room horizon did it in a big way we finally got to see ps4 pro gameplay footage uh in addition to that ign has also posted uh 12 minutes of their four hour preview with the game we're seeing a whole bunch a new footage we've seen a whole bunch of new cutscenes. we've been introduced to a new villain who is surprisingly voiced by the illustrious the outstanding the spectacular the legendary the iconic angela bassett oh man <laughs> that, that is a pleasant surprise and that's one of the reasons why horizon is getting my day one dollar so I'm very excited. We saw excellent things. We saw new armor, new looks. We're, we're seeing Aloy in different combat situations. Uh, we're seeing the various factions that she has to engage with. We're seeing the environments and just the sprawling, uniquely uh, crafted landscapes with all kinds of man-made structures, natural features, as well as you know the, the, the derelict remains of a robotic past that we've all become familiar with in, the Horizon Universe, but most importantly, we're seeing things about the game that we haven't been presented with before. We're seeing new robots, most notable the Slitherfang, which is just this giant snake-like enemy. Uh, we've been introduced to whole new mechanics, such as the arena, where you can set up combat between yourself and certain and certain enemies, where you have to defeat them within a certain period of time in order to obtain upgrades and items that you know will help you along with your journey. Uh, we're seeing a lot of the cutscenes and the return of of characters that you know kind of stood out in the original game, but now have much better performances and are showcased much more prominently within the cutscenes with greater bits of personality and character. Uh, it looks absolutely stunning. On both consoles, of course, the PS5 is getting the enhanced visuals. It's running the, the special lighting rig that's only in the cutscenes for the PS4 Pro version. Uh, that'll be within the game all the time on PS5. So that's exciting. We're seeing all kinds of weapons and we're just seeing Aloy go ham on these robots. AMC, how did you feel about the brand new footage that you've seen? And, and what are you going to do with yourself? Are are you going to jump into Forbidden West or are you ever going to play the original?
1: I mean, if I'm going to play it, I'm going to play the original first. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if I ever... I don't know if I'm ever going to get into that space, though, to be honest, but every uh, time I see it... it you have great. to. I know. It's just, there's so many games. Um, yeah, what I... So not not having played the first one it's kind of hard to you know really break down like the differences the game looks great what i took away from it was actually like the, the commentary from uh, Jonathan Dorn Dornbush uh, at IGN mm-hmm. and kind of getting taking the perspective of somebody who's played the game now playing this one and what i like from what um th- he was pointing out is that they basically iterated on Everything that worked in the game, they made it better, and then they found solutions and implemented them for things that didn't work in the game. So by all accounts, it seems like this is just an improved, better version of like the the previous Horizon. I know some people for some people that sounds like oh more of the same but it's like no 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 it's a better version and then they compared it from the jump from Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2. Nobody played Assassin's Creed 2 and it's like oh this is basically Assassin's Creed 1. They said mm-hmm. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed 1. It had its flaws but it was already it was still a good game and now Assassin's Creed 2 makes it uh, an incredible game. And by from Jonathan Dornbush said that Horizon, uh, the original Horizon Zero Dawn was already a great game and this is a better version. And so um, because of that, I can't imagine outside of, you know, <clears throat> the, the the surface level stuff that people decided to, you know, jump on and say that they don't like about this game. There's no reason at all. If you enjoyed the gameplay of the original Horizon for this one to be any worse. And because of that, you know, you can't help but feel that this is just going to be an even bigger hit. Um, obviously this is the game that really, like, Gorilla was already on the map, but this is the one that, like, you know, made them take over. Like, you know, people start getting promotions, becoming heads at Sony, things, mm-hmm. along, things along those lines because of the success of this game, and there's a reason for that. And the fact that they have, like, you know, really taken the pulse of the the community and what they liked and didn't like and they made those adjustments um, is just a sign of you know the greatness of this studio and so because of that there is no reason to doubt that this game will not be uh, a big game of the year contender for 2022.
0: Oh yes. However, there are some people (laughs) who don't necessarily agree. Uh, In fact, they disagree (laughs) for reasons. We got Troll
1: of the Week. week. Troll, Troll of the Week. week.
0: Troll, Troll of the Week. Troll of <laughs> <LOL. laughs> so, uh, the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll the Week. Troll the Week. negativity of Horizon Week. West of Week. of course Week. on this several Week. old the ongoing joke that Aloy is unattractive. I disagree and it doesn't matter whether I disagree or not because I don't play video games to get boners. However, other people seem to not be able to enjoy what is console gaming greatness because they can't get a boner. Next show says, why does it look like she's having an allergic reaction to something? Yeah, uh, she got stung by a bee. Uh, uh, she's um, swelling up. Uh, uh, she looks like H. Uh. <laughs> Next show says, is this what people want nowadays? The same thing as before, but a little better. I've played against cool robot dinosaurs before. Give me something different. Well, sir, what I'm going to do is to illuminate to you the concept of a sequel. that's when you take something that worked in a game and you bring it back and you improve upon it and you give people more of that thing that they liked the original horizon sold over 10 million copies that's incredible for a new ip especially coming from a developer that up until that point has only made first person shooters they switched to a third person open world Bow and arrow driven (laughs) (laughs) robot dinosaur fighting post apocalyptic rebirth of mankind futuristic (laughs) situation, and they pulled it off to great effect. You know what they're doing now? They took all the complaints, they took all the criticisms, and they ironed them out. So now you're gonna get that game that you didn't like as much as you wanted to, and you might like it more than you thought you would. So get over yourself. Get the game, get off my lawn. Next <laughs> troll says Aloy may still look like Blake Griffin, but this game looks great. That, ready, yeah. The that that trolling, but with a treat, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like spanking your kid and then taking them to go get ice cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't tell your mom, no. <laughs> Hey, it does not look like Blake Griffin. They just both happen to be redheads. That is such a loose correlation. Get that nonsense out of here. Next troll says, why does she look so damn weird? Uh, Why are your perceptions of how people look so weird? Work on yourself. Next troll says, looks like a poor man's halo. Get that Xbox trash out of here. Don't nobody want to hear that bullshit. This don't look nothing like Halo. Not a
1: first-person shooter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So, no Master Chief. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's not but, riding around
1: a warthog.
0: <laughs> both games can exist. Both games can be owned by the same person. Both consoles can be owned by the same person. Quit picking sides. Play good games. Next troll says, Breath of the Wild did this, but like 200 times better. No, it didn't. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Next troll says people still act like they're going to play this. So you think 10 million people is going to buy this game, not play it? Because those sales numbers are going to come back and you're going to look stupid. Next troll says, does Aloy have any skins in this one where she's barefoot? That's the only thing that would make me interested in this one. I found the first game incredibly boring. Let's go back to you projecting your foot fetish on a virtual character in a video game. Go to Pornhub, play the game for what it is, and get out of here. Next troll says, Sony has to get away from these fantasy girl games and come out with some shooters. They're going to be cooked pretty soon. Cooked. If you want shooters, go get you some shooters. If you want original refreshing brand new IPs that also have female protagonists instead of the same grizzled white dude running around talking about his problems, eventually getting the girl, then losing the girl, then getting her back. You know where to go. Let us let us let us have our stuff. What does what does the protagonist being male or female have to do with the game being good? It's just a different perspective. It's just a different flavor. It's something that we haven't seen a lot of. And gratefully, we're seeing a lot more of it now. I believe the approach is that we need to get to the point where it's no longer seen as special or different. We need to get to the point where it's seen as normal so that it's not it's not a surprise anymore. It's not a shakeup anymore. So just let your fantasy girl games keep coming out. Let your games with character creators still let you be able to make female characters. And eventually, everything will take care of itself. Chill out. Your stuff is still being made for you to play. Let us have ours. Next troll says, God, she looks bad. <laughs> Next troll says, I can't wait to hear all the Xbox peeps pretend to like and play Elden Ring. Pretend. Kind of have a point there because a, a lot of people are posturing Elden Ring is like, oh, I'm picking that over Horizon. Horizon is not the kind of game I want to play. At the same token, the Souls games, they don't have as big of an audience on Xbox. So it, 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 it's like the hate vote where it's not necessarily this is the game I want to win, it's I'm voting for this game so that the other game loses. Like uh, when The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima were up for game of the year, people were like, well everybody should just vote for Ghost of Tsushima because The Last of Us (laughs) 2. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see people raising up Elden Ring just just to push down Horizon. However, Horizon shall not be pushed down. Yeah, Both it's like games. will they
1: it's like what will what will win the day, difficulty or how hot she looks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's like do you like Elden Ring more because you can make a male character? <laughs> is that the dividing line? Because it's not as if Horizon is coming with mediocre gameplay. It's been significantly improved from the melee combat to the amount of traversal abilities that you have to your ability to climb to the interaction between human enemies as well as the robots. It's it's going to be in a more gorgeously detailed open world. It, everything that people claim to dislike about the original has been addressed in some way. So it's a better game than the original was. And if it's a great game, Why are you punishing yourself? Why are you posturing like some kind of asshole? You can play Elden Ring, you can play Horizon, or you can just play Elden Ring because you don't have a PS5 and you can chill the fuck out. Next show says, why, what did they do to her face? Let's see your picture and let's, let's see how you look and let's talk about some faces. Lastro says, man, I don't know why, but her face just looks off in this game sometimes. I don't get why. So you're not going to buy it? <laughs> you're not going to play it? You're not going to enjoy it because of her face? I don't know what to do, man. It is So many people are really caught up in this looks thing and it actually kind of validates... The, the approach that developers have been taking because there's so many people are so hung up on the looks of the female character. You never hear this about male characters, you know, except in Jedi Fallen Order. Why is he a ginger?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's just weird, the things that people online, not the masses, because this is just a small cross-section of a very, very insignificant portion of the gaming community that's on this shit and it's it's very discouraging especially since it's so widespread within comment sections and things that it's coming to represent gamers as a whole that's not fair to all of us that it's these asshats that get to determine the narrative. Aloy looks perfectly fine. She looks just like she did in the first game. This game looks absolutely remarkable. It's going to definitely outshine the original, and we should all play it if all we're in this for are good games. If you're in it to live out some virtual fantasy with a female avatar, and maybe it's not the game for you, maybe this isn't the hobby for you, like there's porn out there, so go do that. (laughs) Don't try to project your insecure male fantasies on a female character in a video game these these artists and these developers work very hard to craft a very specific and just you know passionate project for us to enjoy the way they want us to enjoy it so quit trying to find your exploits quit trying to find your cheat codes quit putting in your mods to make characters sexy and well I mean you can do whatever you want in that in that realm but just learn how to enjoy the game for what it is and just enjoy good games. AMC, how do you feel about all this?
1: I mean, it's definitely some bullshit. <laughs> it's very worth the time. Um, people caught up on the physical appearance of a character is the least thing that's important when it comes to video games. We're, we're in games for you know the enjoyment of the gameplay. Gameplay is king, as I always say. And so a lot of these things about like how things look um, are... Basically, at the bottom of the totem pole for me, when it comes to what I'm looking for in a game, And so if this is what these people are caught up on, you know, it's it's their loss. They miss out on good games. They're also the same people that are going to complain when, you know, when Ubisoft or somebody says they're going to put NFTs in the game, they're like, "There's NFTs in every game," but and then you find out Horizon doesn't have it. They complain about difficulty. Nobody's complaining about Horizon's difficulty. Uh-huh. There's all the, there's all these things that are laid out there. For reasons, it's not a roguelike. There's all these things that people complain about today that, that they say ru- are ruining games that are not in Horizon.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet,
1: if they, they can't get over the way the character looks, they're going to miss out on a great experience and you know, continue to play those games that they quote unquote hate because there's nothing out there for them to play.
0: <laughs> Complaining about NFTs, don't know what NFTs are, how uh, they work, or how they're going to be implemented in games or what their impact is going to be within those games. Complaining about difficulty when it's just your poor performance that you're passing off as the game being flawed or deliberately designed to be too difficult when you just don't feel like learning, (laughs) it's it's hilarious. Like you said, Horizon has none of the things that people proclaim are ruining gaming. Every game's going to be like this. Well, this is the first major release of the year, and it's not going to have any of that. So... If you're not going to support this game based on the looks of the main character, probably the most tawdry and surface level assessment that could possibly be made, then guess what? NFTs and all the shit you don't like are going to win the day because what sells is what gets made. So if you want games that don't have that stuff, then it's in your best interest to support games that don't have that stuff. Otherwise you're just a part of the problem and you shouldn't speak for anybody, including yourself, because your opinions are trash. Chola. Week, week, the week. week. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> a great way to end Choke week. Uh, let's keep moving in the next topic of the week.
0: Our topic of the
1: week. A dub We got some news. Yes. We got some. We got some Star Wars news. A dub <laughs>
0: Yes, we do.
1: So, so we learned that Electronic Arts uh, and Lucasfilm Games mm, announced today that they will join forces to once again create three new Star Wars titles. Um, the first one, as assumed that we all knew was going to happen, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, is We got the sequel coming. I know a will be excited about that.
0: a will be buying that day one.
1: And then on top of that, we have a strategy game in the <clears throat> Star Wars universe coming oh. and a first-person shooter in the Star Wars universe coming and all developed under the banner of respawn entertainment. Yes. So for some details with the strategy game, a new studio Bit Reactor, uh, which is made up of former XCOM devs from Foraxis
0: we
1: yes. will be creating the new Star Wars strategy game. Respawn will produce the new Star Wars strategy game while Bit Reactor leads development on the title. And as far as the first-person shooter goes, led by Peter Hirschman, uh, who previously served as VP of development of LucasArts, has a long-time history with Lucasfilm, and co-created Medal of Honor. So we know your excitement for Fallen Order A-Dub. What has you most excited of these three games that are coming our way
0: you know in all honesty because fallen order is a known quantity i, I know what i'm getting there i'm gonna get more of the same but a little yeah. bit better <laughs> why do people want that yeah. well because i love jedi fallen order they laid a great foundation for what is quite possibly the greatest star wars game made in in impossibly long time and now we're going to see the horizon forbidden west treatment with that we're going to see the sequel treatment with that where they take the things that work and improve upon them and take the things that don't work and make them work that's what you get into a sequel for however like i said that's a known quantity so that's a given that's day one what i'm most excited about is this strategy game because mm. as you guys know here at control issues we love us some strategy yeah. there there are so many possibilities. With a Star Wars strategy game, it, like building a team of, of rebels to, you know, go on different missions and infiltrate the, the empire, <laughs> fighting against stormtroopers, moving about the field, getting in cover, interacting with the environment. It, there's so much you can do. And coming from, you know, developers of XCOM they know good and well how to make an outstanding strategy game. So it just even if it's XCOM with a Star Wars skin, that's something that'll be absolutely stellar. However, I know that they're going to do something that's very unique and nuanced to the Star Wars experience. I can only let my mind wander because, you know, what if, what if you could build a team of Jedis and be taking on a team of Sith, and doing all <laughs> kinds of force shit <laughs> all over the place, but it's, it can be anything. And that's, that's the most exciting prospect about that. Um, The first person shooter, you know, normally that wouldn't be exciting to me. However, this is Respawn. They've made the Titanfall franchise, Titanfall one and two, you know, especially two, which is regarded as having one of the best first person shooter campaigns ever made. Uh, They made Apex Legends, which is a highly popular battle royale team-based shooter. So they clearly know how to make first person shooters that are both engaging fun to play and have that extra layer of charm to them so again star wars is the kind of universe that lends well to endless possibilities and just overwhelming uniqueness so you know that coming from respawn that's going to be very special i i really appreciate this news of not just ea partnering to make three new star wars games but doing them all through Respawn because it validates the outstanding job that they did with Jedi Fallen Order. And it also lets us know that Disney and Lucas, LucasArts recognize that as well. And you can clearly see that they're being a lot more selective with who they allow to develop games with their properties. I mean, Insomniac did a bang up job with Spider-Man, and we end up getting Miles Morales. We have Spider-Man Two coming, and we have Wolverine in development. They're clearly keying in on the developers who do the best jobs with their products, and they're doing their best to ensure that we get the games that we deserved All these ti- all this time for these properties that have been treasured for decades. So, yeah, this is outstanding news. I'm looking forward to everything that's going to be seen. Uh, we also have. The David Cage, Star Wars, David Cage, quite a dream, <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> game that's coming. You know, that's going to be, that that has a lot of potential to be something special, heavily story-driven, which again, lends extremely well to Star Wars because there's a lot of stories to tell within that universe. Uh, we have the Ubisoft massive Star Wars game, which could be anything. I'm hoping it's just the division with the Star Wars skin because that would be utterly stellar. And yeah, there's got to be more stuff. We're seeing different developers outside of EA being given the opportunity to make Star Wars games. And we're, it's also nice to see EA no longer squandering their Star Wars development and instead really leaning into it. So we see that, you know, despite other developers and publishers being, the, give, being given the opportunity to make Star Wars games, we're still seeing EA maintain that relationship and make games of their own and in greater quantities at higher frequencies uh, how do you feel about all this like what which game stands out most to you
1: definitely the, uh, the strategy game <clears throat> uh, just the, the idea or the possibility of having you know a squad based uh, tactical turn based Star Wars games where I could have like a Jedi maybe like a rebel officer with his laser gun and a droid also on the squad, <laughs> like oh all that. Man, going if I can
0: have, have one of them rolling droids.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly like you could have like a support droid that's just moving in like a weapon like tooling up people uh handling business zapping people from behind and doing doing all that nonsense um and then yeah like things along those lines like it could be it could be very awesome just just as excited as i am about the um that x-men like um you know card card midnight sun. yeah midnight sun tactical turn-based card game
0: <laughs> um, yeah, nobody wants to play because i hate cards
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah like um the, the excitement i have about that and just putting that now in the space of star wars you already know what the XCOM devs are capable of um and so handing this over to them i think is you know a perfect marriage and just to see like what how, what they end up doing with that just definitely has me like you know super pumped for whatever this turns out to be i imagine we won't be getting these for a while but yeah and then as you said first person star wars game first person shooter star wars game uh just you don't really see those i, I can't remember the last time we saw one and Republic so commando of, yeah and so because and, uh, of the
0: jedi and jedi outcast
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and so because of that like there's just yeah once again more options if you know if Massive doesn't end up doing The Boba Fett game This is the possibility for that route You could be the bounty hunter You got your gun, you got your jetpack you, you can handle that business So just another option as far as the uh, Mandalorian style game If they decide Snow to go Bard, that route
0: yeah. Who's going to make it? Who's going to I mean, be? It's who's, right gonna there. be <laughs> who's going to be The, the princess of the ball yeah. That's going to be able to just Come down that red carpet with the Mandalorian game that everybody wants.
1: Especially because like, you know, a lot of times too, it's like you sometimes get these games too late. Like it's like, Oh, that thing that like was popular a couple years ago. And then now the game comes out. Um, and so, yeah, you would hope that they are, that they are actively capitalizing on that popularity. Cause Mandalorian was awesome. And by all accounts, I haven't watched yet, but I hear Boba Fett is just as good. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for it
0: to be done before I watch the whole season.
1: Yeah. So my excitement um, is there and hopefully they'll they'll jump on the opportunity as opposed to you know like something like the Avengers game where it came out like after we've gone through multiple phases in Infinity War and all those other things <laughs> so um, yeah hopefully we'll see it sooner than later and uh, yeah the the possibility we already know Jedi Fall in Order completely just killed it and yeah, just moving on with these other options. I like that they're, that we're getting a variety of um, Star Wars games. we are not just getting, you know, just the third-person game and then, you know, the, um, the, the spaceship game. Like, th- it seems like they're attacking it from all angles, which is absolutely exciting for what they have planned moving forward. <laughs> yes. Let's keep it moving, A-Dub, in the next topic of the week.
0: Top- topic of the week. This one I am extremely excited about. We're seeing Blizzard hiring. what is at the moment an unannounced survival game Mm -hmm. set in a brand new universe yes in a new blog post this is coming from matt kim over at ign blizzard has announced job openings saying that uh it's a new survival game and it will be a place full of heroes we have yet to meet stories yet to be told and adventures yet to be lived a vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored so they're hiring across several different disciplines and departments there's environment artists senior character artists senior concept artists level designers software engineers engine audio server and tools uh, along with these posts they've released some key artwork which is characteristically vivid and just awe-inspiring as we've come to expect from Blizzard and the art alone is something that makes me want to play this game. It looks completely original. It looks it looks similar to everything that Blizzard has done in the past, yet it looks incredibly unique because it's not related to anything that they've done in the past. Blizzard has some of the most outstanding artists. And one of the things that we noted uh, in the previous show where Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard is that while they don't have a high level of production their portfolio is full of hits and blizzard specifically is just uniquely talented at creating games that are just parades of mascots and characters that alone could have games based on just them their history In their universe and it looks like this unannounced survival game is keeping in that trend of just outstanding talent you know as an artist myself i i'm i'm drawn in like i want to know how i'm going to be moving through this world what this world's going to look like how i'm going to interact with it what kind of game is it going to be it's it's noted as a triple a survival game it's for pc and console it's set in a brand new universe and that's about the extent of what we know, like AMC, what, what would you want to see from this survival game? Because I know I have, I have my expectations just based on it being survival. I also have expectations, you know, based on it being Blizzard. Of course, these expectations are metered because I try my best to keep my expectations as low as possible. I like to be surprised. I like to be overwhelmed with what I'm getting. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean... When I think about any Blizzard style of game um, I figured that they're always going to have the gameplay down you know um, you go through like they just their history and they've always they've always done it right like I I enjoyed the shit out of Overwatch I enjoyed the shit out of Diablo I enjoyed my time with World of Warcraft when I was on there and even Heroes of the Storm I was never interested in playing MOBAs um, you know at the height of their popularity with Dota and um, League of Legends but then you know blizzard puts out one has all the characters that i love from all their previous games and i'm like fuck it i'm i'm playing a moba and i enjoyed the shit out of that one um so it seems like whatever blizzard puts their mind towards as far as um gameplay they seem to always do that job well so that's not my worry when it comes to the survival thing um so what also really pulls me into that's one of the things the other thing is when you think about like overwatch and any other game but overwatch because it's the more recent um they have, they do a great job of creating worlds and developing characters and giving you like background stories of these characters. Um, and because of that, that just has me excited about the fact that they're going to do a completely new world with new heroes and things along those lines, everything that they said before um, that they said in this basically job listing for a new game. Um, so, yeah, because of that, like, it's just like, I'll wait and I can't wait to see what it looks like. And when it comes, it's going to be absolutely killer. Uh You know, my my obvious excitement is for Diablo Four, but uh, with this, it's uh, you know, it's a little, it's a carrot for something new coming down the line. I know everybody likes to point out that, you know, Blizzard doesn't put out like any new games, blah blah blah, even though they put out Overwatch uh, last generation and it was probably the game I played the most last generation, uh, before that it would have, actually. Well, I mean, technically last generation also would have been Diablo three as well, playing that with you. So I put out two games that I put hundreds of hours into, uh, just last generation alone. And so you know, this game is anywhere on that level. Um, the continued success, um, is almost guaranteed for this game. And so, yeah, I am super pumped. Don't know what, how it's going to look survival wise, but I imagine I'll be foraging, I'll be I'll be hunting, maybe maybe I'll be I'll be in detective mode looking at footprints and following things. Oh, if only. <laughs> yeah. And I mean like and we've seen the success of, you know, the Monster Hunters and things along those lines um last generation. And so maybe this is their version of it. Um who knows, but there's there's a lot of possibility and because of that, I think that uh Blizzard's take on it is almost guaranteed to be a hit.
0: Now, speaking of the possibility, we got a little more information to accompany this story. Blizzard manager, Mikey Barra he put out a tweet saying, I've played many hours of this project with the team and I'm incredibly excited about the team's vision and the brand new world it presents for players to immerse themselves in together. Join us to help make it a reality. So this immediately suggests that whatever this project may be, it just might be a little further along than we can expect, maybe we might see some of it soon. I mean, we already got some artwork, we got job listings, maybe look at that, that pre-alpha gameplay. Uh, in addition, there was a blog post that goes into a little more detail. It asks whether prospective employees enjoy survival games, which is which is a genre typically defined by foraging for resources to maintain your health constantly while building shelters, tools, and weapons to stay safe from a hostile environment. So this immediately Conjures thoughts of you know Minecraft esque kind of gameplay. You know we've never seen anything of this nature within a Blizzard title, so this is something I'm excited about. I'm very heavy into survival games, roguelikes, things of that nature, where there are a lot of things that you have to consider. It's not just about running and killing the next thing. It's like, wait a minute, I need, I need something in order to build something that's going to allow me to defend myself from something so that I can go do something and get something that allows me to get further. I'm all about that shit. Uh, The one thing that I'm most interested in is the presentation, well, I guess two things, the presentation as well as the gameplay style. Like, is this gonna be an isometric, top-down experience in the vein of Diablo? Is this going to be like third person over the shoulder? Um, And also with the gameplay itself, are we going to see Diablo-type gameplay where we're building characters and amassing skills that we're going to be unleashing against hordes of enemies while we're defending our settlements and foraging for resources? Or is it going to be more action-oriented? Is it going to be similar to a Souls game where we have these visceral one-on-one kind of combat situations where it's about quick thinking and sharp skills that are going to win the day. Like there's an immense amount of possibility with a new IP coming from Blizzard with all of the successful games that have been coming out over the years, as well as just what are they cooking up that's going to be that thing? Are they going to take something as simple as the first-person shooter and revolutionize it like they did in Overwatch. Are they going to take something from someone else and make it their own? It, it, oh my God, Blizzard! There's just so much talent and possibility from there. I know they've been marred by the recent scandals, and then you know, in a in a in some way redeemed because of the Xbox acquisition. But overall, it's still a house. Full of talented, passionate developers and artists that just want to make new and engaging worlds for us to enjoy for years and years to come. So above all else, all the bullshit aside, we might be getting another one. (laughs) So that's the most interesting prospect to be.
1: Sir. Well, I have uh, no more topics. Do you have any other topics? Yeah.
0: Got a quick hit, quick hit, quick, quick yes. hit, quick hit. Uh, really easy one. Sony's London studio is making an online PS5 exclusive. So another one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we Got a PS5 exclusive in the works. In a tweet, they're saying, we're building a team from the ground up for an upcoming PlayStation 5 online game. New starters will join at the perfect time to get involved in shaping our plans for a project we are exceptionally excited about. Uh, so yeah, more job listings. Um, According to a number of recent job posts Advertised by Sony's London studio This is coming from Jared Moore Over at IGN We get a lot of news from them Uh, They most recently released VR exclusive Blood and Truth The company is looking to put together A fresh new team In order to create An online PlayStation 5 game Uh, We know how people feel About online games But you know what? We don't give a damn Because (laughs) We don't hate stuff That we haven't seen before We don't hate stuff Based on what it is We give things a a good old college try we give it a chance to impress us we give it the chance to show us what it is so hopefully we get to see what this is at some point in time and who knows it might be that that new new it might be that new flavor it might be that online game that makes you think twice about your preconceived notions about a buzzword that you avoid, like roguelikes. And when Hades came out, it's it's a roguelike, but it has a story. So I feel like I'm progressing when I'm doing all the roguelike stuff that I hate.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> AMC, how do you feel about this?
1: Um, you know, I, I, we we already know that Sony kills it as far as when it comes to single player games. So um, why not why not give us a, a great multiplayer experience? We know that eventually we have that. Was it Last of Us? Factions game coming, um, but outside of that, yeah, not, not much to look forward to multiplayer wise. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see what uh, London will be bringing. Uh, Sony London will be bringing uh, for this game, and um, it, you know, if anything, it'll be different from um, what we've come to expect. But as long as it maintains that Sony polish, that's all that really matters. And so uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to hear. More developments as this game goes further along. Hell yeah. Well, I'm
0: fresh out, buddy.
1: All right. Well, you got any final words, A, Deb, before we get out of here?
0: The, the day is almost upon us. The beginning of the deluge of some of the greatest games that we will be playing, you know, at least in 2022, possibly of all time. Prepare those asses. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. AMC, anything to add?
1: Ah, my ass is already prepared. This is Control Issues. I am A.M.C.
0: And this is A.D. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suck. Suckers.